This is Just Football. Welcome to Just Football, where we celebrate the global obsession with the beautiful game. Whether you're a die-hard supporter or you're just discovering the magic, we've got your fix. We've got some insightful analysis and wild takes that will make Roy Keane blush. And given those takes, there's me, Dave, and Dan. And Dan, Hello. how are you both doing? Yeah, good, thank Very you. Very good, thank you. What an intro. I was, just admire, I was just admiring that intro. I, I feel like me and Dan go fairly simple. It's like, welcome. Here we are, and you've, you've, gone onto, you've gone onto a monologue. Well, I, I think it's since I had to duck out of last week's episode, unfortunate circumstances through work to try and make it up a little bit. So now we know the real reason he was working on the intro. That's what it is. I think we definitely between the three of us cover excitement to jaded. I'll, I'll, I'll let the listeners decide who's who. <laughs> um, and also, I would say, yeah, you've got to. Uh, I think if you can make Joey Barton flinch i think that's the yardstick now i think um he's he recently he's making roy Keane look quite well behaved isn't he yeah yeah that's very true that is very true to be fair <laughs> we we've got an awful lot to cover off this week so i figure we'll start with something you mentioned dan about unbeaten runs at the start of the new year yeah well we, we don't have to talk about that. which 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 one do you want to talk about first <laughs> then let's do the main united one because that would go into the match as well yeah well um, yeah, so, so Man United. I, I heard yesterday that Man United are, are now unbeaten since, since the turn of the year. So they've obviously had a bit of an upshot on results. Um, I think the only time they drew was actually against Tottenham on the 14th of, of Jan. So obviously got together a bit of consistency. Whereas sort of just before Christmas, they were dropping in the odd loss, weren't they, to, to random teams? Um, but they have got a bit of consistency. But when I kind of heard someone say that. I was like, have they not? Like, I don't feel like they've been convincing um, in, in those wins. Um, but yeah, a bit of an upturn. And obviously now they're only three points behind Tottenham. Um, so I think sort of Tottenham and Villa are probably looking over their shoulders a little bit to see if they continue it. Yeah, I must admit, it surprised me. I mean, I've watched Man United in a couple of games and they've been really poor, but managed to scrape a win. Yeah. Even against Luton, I thought, well, Luton could have won that. Mind you, Man United could have won that and some of the one-on-one chances they had. Yeah, they were very wasteful, weren't they? <laughs> Incredibly. But then again, Luton have, I feel like Luton have matched quite a few of the big towns at Kenilworth, teams at Kenilworth Road um, this year. They could have had results against Liverpool, City, Tottenham. Um, I think they were up against Arsenal as well, weren't they? So they, yeah, they, yeah it's a weird place to go. Um, but yeah, Luton could easily have won that match yesterday. When you, um, speaking of weird places to go, just remember that when we do the quiz. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little link in there. <laughs> and spe- the other unbeaten run this, I suppose, this year is Arsenal. Yes. And but, delighted uh, uh, to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah, I am delighted. <laughs> so since the turn of year, <laughs> Arsenal have been unbeaten. I think they've won every match as well. I don't think they've, they've drawn, but they scoring a lot of goals. What, a five, five and a six in three of the five, five, six games. Yes, I think Crystal Palace 5-0, Burnley 5-0, West Ham 6, so we beat Liverpool 3-1. They're scoring a lot of goals and playing very, very well, which yeah. kind of puts a bit of pressure on Liverpool, who are also playing very, very well. 
Yeah. I suppose the surprising result of the weekend for me was Man City drawing with Chelsea. Did, yeah. did either of you see that coming at all or predict it? Chelsea, though, they feel like they're similar to United. Well, I was going to say United in the sense that Chelsea seem to get a result at the right time to keep the pressure off them. So it feels like just when it's mounting, they'll pull a result out the bag. That will almost stave off the, the tabloids and the fans. I think I think you can never rule Chelsea out, but we watched them actually, didn't we, Dan? And I think they actually played really well. And I think if they'd have won that two, two or three, sort of two, one, three, one, I don't think there'd have been arguments there. Yeah, they played well. And did, as I saw pass of it, and I was impressed, Chelsea were very counter-attacking. Yeah. Which I kind of expect because Man City dominate possession. But they seem to have trouble breaking teams down. Haaland missed a couple of sitters as well, yeah. which I'm yeah. sure fantasy football team managers won't be too happy about. But he just very unlike him to miss from that, you know, close to the goal. I mean, no, he, he's, a, he's had injury problem as well, but it was like literally point blank range, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think for a low-touch player like Harlan, because he never gets the ball unless it's in the box, he should be doing better. Which is strange because he's got such an incredible scoring record. Yeah. I mean, the goal, I know you talked about it in last week's episode, his goal last week was, that's an incredible finish. He thumped it, didn't he? He, he, he did. It's like, he stepped up to that goal and thought, I'm just going to kick this as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And he, it just happened to go in. So I guess... Uh, like conspiracy talk and all that, but do we think there's something going on inside City about these charges? Do they know something? Are they prepping for something? Is there something that's affecting the morale? Um, They're not the team they were last year. I know we keep saying that they will pull around, and, and most people, and I think the Opta computer is still predicting them to win the league. I, I still think they're going different. through a phase. Yeah, they do seem different. You're right. And there's obviously been a bit of unrest off the field as well with with Kyle, what Kyle Walker's been through or going through. And I wonder, you know, that he's their club captain. So I wonder how much that unsettles them. Um, they also did have to go to that World Club Championship, didn't they, a few weeks ago? Um, and they've not long been back from that. I, I still think they'll pull away um, at some point. I think they'll step into gear. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was looking, actually, it's whether we want to put put our names to it now so I was looking at an article today yeah the Opta computer is still predicting a City Liverpool Arsenal finish in that order so I guess the question is what do we think what 13 games out I think I still think City will win and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Tottenham fan but I think Liverpool will finish second um, and, and Arsenal third out of those three I can see it I mean Liverpool in the driving seat they've got points in the back Man City have got a game in hand, but even if they win that, they will be they one to point behind them. Yeah, one point behind. The only thing they at their disadvantage at the moment is Arsenal and Liverpool have a better goal difference. Yeah, and Liverpool are playing very, very well at the moment. Yeah, the I think what will stop them is injuries. Well, I think Liverpool picked up a few injuries at the weekend, didn't they? They did. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, Alexander Arnold went off. Someone else who went off. I can't remember, but. I think they bought three players off. and They took Nunes off at half-time, I remember that. But that was, they weren't sure if that was tactical. That Yeah, there was someone who, who went off with a knee injury. I can't remember. Not sure if it was Jota. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, that, that's where they're going to they're gonna struggle now. Because it feels like most other teams have had all their injuries. Like City have had Rodri, De Bruyne, Haaland out, and they're all back. Um, 
Yeah, I know we we have six out at the moment. We had seven out last week, got one player back this week. Yeah. It and it's the cup Emerson. final. Sorry, I was going to say it's the cup final next week as well, isn't it? That Liverpool, Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah, yeah, and Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. yeah, yeah. This year, I wonder if Chelsea now are favourites because of the way they, they are playing well. Yeah, they just can't get out of tenth, Chelsea, which is funny. <laughs> it's, it's an ongoing joke. It's whatever they it's, do, lose, win, or draw. But the thing is about sort of take a conversation to Chelsea a little bit there is. Just say Chelsea maintain that position around the 10th place and they know that Pochettino's got to sort that squad out and, and do a lot of stuff of it. But to come away from a season with a trophy, are you happy as a Chelsea fan? It feels like a, it feels a, feels like a good year for them to kind of almost rebalance a little bit. I don't, I don't think you'd be happy, but you've got bragging rights over a lot of other teams. Yeah. So they'll take happiness from that, but they won't be happy. Now, the, the one thing we haven't spoken about yet is Tottenham Wolves. Yeah, like, there, has, there has been a trend of recent games where Tottenham have been conceding a few and getting last goals winners or equalizers. Yeah, it's um, I don't think I think um, some of our results have probably masked over a bit, a bit of bad running form. I don't think this is the first time we've played badly, I think we've played bad, been playing badly for weeks. Um, and someone I saw someone tweet actually, and it made me think about it. He was like, I haven't seen Tottenham play well since the first 20 minutes of that Chelsea match where we really? kind of got two players sent off. And I was thinking back to that and I was like, do you know what? He's not, he's not far wrong with that, with that statement where, you know, obviously after that we had the injuries and the suspensions and an Asia Cup and AFCON. And actually he's probably right. We haven't played brilliantly since then. And even though we've picked up a few results, it's always been by the odd goal. Um, I want to. I want to see them occasionally, not do it every week because they're probably not capable. But you know, the odd result that Arsenal are getting with like the five 0 and the six 0 I, I want to see us turn over a team three 0 or, or four 0 I, I feel like mm. we need that at some point, and I, I don't want to. Yeah, I feel like we could be better. What, um, what I would say, right, is I agree with you. We haven't played well for ages, but what I would say is this is Angie's first season. We've brought in a lot of new players. Look at where we were last year. He's he, he's been he's been at the club five months, right? And we're in we're in fifth. Oh yeah, I completely I completely agree with that. I think you know at the weekend. It's... So I was going to say at the weekend we had both fullbacks out, our first choice fullbacks out. Which again, I know we said injuries are abound, but we have had a rough season, and we know that there's probably still some improvements needed to the squad in a couple of areas. Yeah, I, I would just say. You know, like a, a comparison, say Arsenal, Arteta has had five years there and it's the last two years that he's Agreed. turned it around. You know, we, we've been through manager after manager and the signs are there. We just need time. Uh, just so I'm impatient. Not not you, or, but I'm just saying <laughs> fans generally, just impatient. We've got to give him time. Yeah, Agreed. I'd say it was really nice. Go on, Dan. I'd be, ho- I'd be horrified if they just say, Ange, you know, we finished outside Champions League you know, no trophy. And like people started saying, oh, same old, same old. And, you know, Angie's put under pressure. I'd be horrified if that was a situation that kind mm. of come up. Because I think like you, Dan, we, we have to got, we've, I feel like we've got the right manager and we now just need to give this guy a chance to rebuild after a bad few years. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I say the players that have come in already this year have been really good players. We just can't turn, you, you know, you're not going to turn it round. Like that, from where we're at, we we we've got some more rebuilding work. Let's let's see, let's give him three years and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say is uh, Kulis- Kulisevsky's goal, really smart finish. Didn't see it. 
<laughs> where's the sort of result? I'm, oh, I'm not watching match of the day. I'm not doing that. Fair enough. Okay, we'll, we'll skip over that. Now, we're going to move to the championship. So I don't know if you saw this in the news, but uh, West Brom's manager, yes. Carlos Culberan, he was sent off after five minutes for kicking the ball while it's still on the pitch, while still in play. Have you seen, it? Have you, have you seen that yeah, at all? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. No. I, th- I think it's fair enough if that's the rule. Yeah, so do I. I mean, one thing I'm not sure about was, did I thought the ball went out of play, but obviously him kicking the ball, you just don't do it. So would you get VAR on that? Because I'll admit, the angle I saw, I couldn't really tell when it was quite quick. Well, it was in the championship, so you should probably get VAR. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I because mean, where, where he did kick it on or, or touched it on, it was on then. But yeah, whether it kind of cur- curved in is hard to say. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's the first time I've seen that happen. Is it deserving of a red card? To me, that sounds, that sounds really harsh. I guess it's Maybe obstruct- we need the third yellow card sort of brought in. <laughs> it's obstruction. It's, it's obstru- <laughs> start that again. I think it's, it's. I guess it's obstruction or interfering with play, right? It's because it went to one of his players as well. I think did it. I I don't know. I just I just saw the clip where he got sent off. I think what what you need, wink wink, is uh, a referee, someone to analyse referee decisions. But we'll. we'll, we'll <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, it, it does feel harsh, but. I guess if you've interfered with the play, then I can see why it's a red card. Yeah, I can. I can also see that. Now let's go back to the Premier League because Five Star Brighton beat Sheffield United, and Sheffield United were down to ten men after the thirteenth minute, and it was due to a challenge by Mason Holgate. Now, oh, I, yes. Did you? Did either yeah. of you see this challenge? Yes, I have seen this challenge. Yes. Your thoughts? It was a tad high, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I don't get how people are saying it wasn't. I mean, yeah, for me, I think it should be more than a three-match ban. Yeah, this isn't yeah. the first time he, that player has done it. He's done it for Everton in the past. And he's gone nowhere near the ball. It's like he hasn't attempted to play the ball. He's just gone straight for the ban. Do, do you know what it is for me on that one, though? The first time I saw it, because I was listening to the game on the radio, and then I went I went to see highlights later on. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's one of those ones where he's gone in for a tackle slightly high and he's, you know, he's caught the other player's legs between them. So I, I thought maybe that's where there's um, like the, the the ambiguity. But then when I saw it again properly, you actually see Matoma's knee is taken out. His his leg is yeah. taken out from under him. That's that's the angle. When I saw that, I thought, how can you not say that that isn't a red card? His leg is actually his leg almost moves ninety degrees, doesn't it? He's he's a lucky boy. Yeah. What I also what I also thought was funny is well the most unbelievable bit is how he got up and protested it wasn't even a foul. <laughs> let, let, alone a book, you know, let alone a book in you know, a red card. He was like, that's not a foul. <laughs> yeah, players. I love them. I love them. What was uh what was interesting as well is the referee initially gave a yellow card for the uh, yes. for the challenge. Mm. VAR overruled it and gave a red. Mm. And I think this was a really good use of VAR. Yeah, it's the correct use, isn't it? Where something's yeah. too happens too quickly to get a good view of it. And then it gets overruled for clear and obvious. That's exactly its intention. Yeah. So yeah, and the decision, the outcome is really fast. So, you know, people in the crowd weren't stands weren't waiting a long time. It was I think it was less than a minute, but but it was yeah. so clear that it was a red card. Yeah. I also like the way that he revoked the yellow card first. So a referee, <laughs> he kind of got the yellow card. He said, "No, we're not doing that," and then pulled a red out of his pocket. Yeah. 
is, uh, is quite entertaining. Referees do. Uh, speaking of referees, so, so Dan, you brought us, <laughs> Dan and I, to attention of a story during the rounds over the weekend. Yeah, it's um, Mark Clattenburg, former referee and now referee of the Gladiators um, TV show, <laughs> has just been appointed by Nottingham Forest in an attempt to understand refereeing decisions. And I just don't get why. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand the purpose. Like, I, what? I, I, yeah, I just don't. It's, it's an odd appointment. And they've, they've, Nottingham Forest have created a role for Mark Clattenburg to walk into and to advise him or help understand refereeing decisions better. I've, I've got two views on this, which I'll put at both of you, right? One, I, I think I said in the WhatsApp just before we recorded, but one, we know they've complained, Forrest, that is, have complained to the league or PGML, PGMOL officially about decisions that have happened to them. So one, is it potentially, is it almost a way of putting pressure on them, like almost trying to embarrass embarrass them by saying look we've had to hire someone to analyze the decisions or two do we think that potentially rules are changing all the time maybe clubs aren't clearer on some of the some of the rules so having someone like this where they're the conduit for for some of the rule changes maybe it might help if they work with players on a one-to-one basis do we think there might be some benefit there for the second point maybe but you'd like to think that mark clattenberg who doesn't referee anymore shouldn't be in the loop as much as some of the modern referees that are refereeing in the premiership. So you think it, as time goes on, he'd become further and further apart from the real world of, of refereeing, right? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have a current ref, though. That's the thing. Well, maybe he's still got his contacts. But I guess, so So then I'll go back to my first point then. Do we think it's almost like a, a, a publicity a publicity stunt yeah. to put pressure on, on them? I've got a third I, one. Oh, yeah. Go on. Do you think he's been appointed to help players circumvent rules and laws of the game. That's a very negative look at that. Do you imagine, imagine if Man Not on a Forest started doing all these weird, bizarre things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not as if players don't attempt to deceive a referee anyways. You know, con, you know, for a penalty, do a dive or I, shout, shout out for when a ball's gone out off their, uh, the opposition player when it went off them. They do it all the time. Po- yeah. Okay, possibly. But then on that, you'd have to say... Clattenburg, in theory, should have to have a look at himself if that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, and also, as well, if we get to a point where Nottingham Forest are complaining about a particular decision and then they, you know, put in a compl- an official complaint, what does that now look like? Does that, does that now undermine referees even more because they've got a former professional referee that's kind of endorsing this complaint or endorsing these mistakes? Like, it, it just, what position does that put him in? Well, sorry, and you just reminded me of the other thing I saw. <laughs> Current referees, and you know, like we see the disagreements all the time between VAR and referees and and other referees when they're on shows. So, what's how's this going to help when referees themselves just can't agree on the same? Yeah, he's not, he's not going to be the oracle, is he? He's not like the perfection of of referee. Yeah. He's, he makes mistakes as well. I just, it's it's just weird. Is it also an excuse because yeah. they're, they're thinking we're going to have a, you know a tough second half of the season? You know, there's chance of them going down. It's a way of blaming someone else. Or, or on kind of a, a similar thing to what you're saying. Do they think maybe referees, is it a psychological game with referees thinking, well, I, I won't do this because they've got Clattenburg waiting to, to criticise me. So do we think it's an attempt to maybe play some mind games with refs in the last third of the season? Who knows? Could be. I mean, the, the, the advantage I can see, but it's not introduced, I doubt it will be, 
there's something like a decision review system was brought in. Yeah. So like like tennis, we've we've discussed before, you can challenge a, a decision. A referee or a former referee would be really useful for that. Yeah. But obviously we don't have it. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if other clubs bring bring a former referees in as well to do um moonlighting. Another role in the club, isn't it? We've all now got the sporting directors. Now it's going to be the referee analyst. <laughs> you've got referee analysts, you've got set play specialists, yeah, defense yeah. specialists, goalkeeper coaches, the whole lot. Waiting for what? the podcast pundits. So I'm waiting. Yeah. Why What's going to be next? Them? Yeah. Maybe uh, we should this... try and get Mark Klassenberg on to work for this pod to see if he can come on and explain some refereeing decisions. He loves <laughs> his side <laughs> hustle at the moment, doesn't he? So yeah, he if doesn't. you're listening, yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move over to the Bundesliga. Yes. Bayern Munich have now lost three games in a row. Thomas Tuchel is not going to be sacked. Oh, sorry, he won't quit. Uh, Harry Kane can, continues to score. Is this... What's going on? I saw part of the game yesterday. And again, uh, I said like, the week before against Leverkusen, they... They were just outclassed. Yesterday, I, I, I don't know, I didn't see enough of it, but they, they, again, they just seemed like, almost feels like they are under pressure. I wonder if, you know, they've won, how, how long, how many years in a row? 11, 12 years have they? Have so many, yeah. Is it now that they just have got competition and maybe there's just that bit of bit of doubt creeping in? I think it's really unfair, the, the criticism that Kane is getting and... Well, Dyer now, I, I guess he's going to be in the, the firing line because he's gone into their back line. But is it just one of those things? A team been, we've seen it now City after three years or sort of or, or four or five years really dominating the top. They're struggling this year. Is it just that this happens in cycles? Could well be. I, I didn't see the game, but maybe it's just dropping form. Well, but what's exciting is there's a competition in the Bundesliga, just as a competition in the Premier League now for the title. And yeah. also the Scottish Premiership. You've got Rangers and Celtic going head-to-head, which you could argue for years, each of these leagues, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Is it actually I mean, quite refreshing? The Bundesliga did, had an exciting finish, didn't it? Because Dortmund weren't last they on top day, until yeah. the very last day. Yeah. So yeah. there was, I know what you mean, there has been dominance in there. I've just looked at the, the, the Scottish League as well. I didn't realise there's only two points in it. So you're right, there is a bit of a competition at the top. I, I do feel, I'm going to go on to the Kane subject though. I do feel for Kane though, because, you know, he. I, I'm going to say, I think he was kind of, he was forced out. And is this weighing on his mind now? Because if he doesn't win the title there, I wonder what how it's going to affect him. Because it, I think it, this, the, the magnifying glass is even more on him now because he's moved away from Spurs than if it would be if he'd have tried one season under Ange. Well, everyone thought that him going to Bayern Munich was a tick box exercise to get a trophy. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. we're in February and that might not actually be the case. You know, they got locked out with the League Cup by some sort of third division team, didn't they? They lost yep. the yeah. final of their, the equivalent of their charity shield. They lost that on Kane's first match. Yeah. Now they're down to Lazio. They're down to Lazio. Is it Lazio? Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, Lazio. Yeah, one nil down. So, you know, they could, you know, in theory, they should come back and win that. But then they're now eight points behind Dortmund, not Dortmund, um, Leverkusen. Um, and when they were playing Leverkusen, they had the chance to go ahead of them, didn't they? They had the chance to, to top them and now they're eight points behind all of a sudden. Mm. So it's, I, I feel so I feel sorry for him because I think the media and Twitter and social media is going to have an absolute field day um, with it. Yeah. And I just hope that doesn't knock his confidence because, again, he's, you know, he's got 
got him for the national team as well, right? Um, which we've got to remember that we do love to to knock players down. Yeah, Jack, can you get this in other countries where um, they they try and criticise their the nation's best player, or do you think they wish him a bit weller than what we do? I don't know. I know the Italian press used to be quite vicious, um, yeah. but I think that was if they were generally sort of rubbish. Whereas I think Kane, we need to give him, or he should be. Yeah, I, I don't know what more people want from Kane now. A trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting, though, about that game, I, I didn't know at the time. I think I said to you, I thought it was the second half when I turned over because it was like 52 minutes. But it was actually the first half. There was 14 minutes added on, I think, because there was a protest from the crowd. I don't think it was against Tuchel or how bad they're doing. I think it was against investment in the league. But yeah, there was a 14. So so the players, I think, were taken off the pitch a couple of times during that, which again, po- possibly doesn't help, but that's going to affect both of them. I thought so. Were gold coins thrown onto the pitch? I, I didn't see that. I know it was tennis balls. Tennis balls. Yes, I think there was another game in the Bundesliga that got called off last, well, not called off, they delayed. Yeah. It was chocolate gold coins being thrown on the pitch. And it is, yeah, it's definitely to do with the, uh, the investment. Well, and then I'll spin it around. Like people are talking about the Kane curse, but others are saying has Tuchel turned Bayern into Chelsea? That's the other comments I'm seeing. Oh, I think it's more Tuchel than Kane. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Kane scored 28 goals in 29 yeah. games or something. Yeah. So his, score, his scoring record is, is phenomenal. Um, but he does have a habit of going a game where he goes really quiet. Like the last two games, he's been non-existent, hasn't he? Or well, he scored yesterday, didn't he? He did yeah, score, he, yeah. Yeah. He, probably could have assisted for another one but took this chance and and woefully or woefully missed it yeah and we, sorry go on I don't know, please 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 go on i don't dave i don't know if you i don't know if i showed this to you but um so kane's probably on course to be the top goal scorer in the Binders league um so with that become comes a trophy of being top goal scorer but have you seen what that trophy is of <laughs> no well you should look it up because it is a, it's pretty much a replica of the Arsenal badge. It's like a cannon. It's a cap, yeah. Oh, right, yes. Like the old style cannon, isn't <laughs> like it? the old style yeah. cannon. So yeah. at the end of the season, when he's trophyless, it's going to look like he's holding up like some sort of Arsenal trophy. <laughs> he's is that why score. he's gone quiet then? Is that why he's stopped scoring as many? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want it. He's realised what it is and doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> well, we know he's an Arsenal fan anyways, don't we? No, no, no. Next no. story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but joke aside on that, it will be interesting the next couple of results because I know I keep joking to you about managers being out um just the pressure has got to be there right because everyone was expecting this to be a walkover so yeah next couple of results are absolutely key especially as Bayer haven't lost a game I think this year have they Lever? yeah unbeaten so far yeah 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 which is incredible yeah speaking of incredible if we move across to Serie A <laughs> yeah Inter they're uh, an incredible uh, run at the moment aren't they yeah, they're doing all right. I, th- I think I said, I I kind of excitedly, overconfidently said a couple of weeks ago that I think the title was ours. But I think I think it I, I think it has to be Inter's now. Um, nine nine points nine points clear of Juventus, but with a game in hand. Game in hand as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, pretty incredible. Inter Milan. Sorry, not Inter. AC Milan lost uh, four to Monza. Yeah. Although I believe AC had a player sent off. And conceded two goals in the added on time at the end of the match. But I, I had a look at that, right? All goals, apart from one. So Giroud scored on the 64th minute, which is it's amazing still seeing him scoring. I'm, I'm quite 
what, what a player there. But Monza's first two goals came in eight minutes of added time in the first half. So their first goal was on the in the 51st minute. Their second goal... Um, Oh, sorry, no, what was it? No, it was on the 45 minute. It was bang on half time, sorry. Uh, yeah, on the 45th minute, they got a penalty. Then their second goal came in the 51st minute of ad- with added time. Then they scored in the 90th and the 95th minute in the second half. So both their goals came in pretty much at the end of uh, and in added time of both halves. Incredible. All four goals. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, can go on to some rumours next. So one of them is Dan Ashworth. I don't know if you've seen this. I think he's director of football or something similar at Newcastle United. So Manchester United are after him and Dan Ashworth's been put on gardening leave. Yeah. And Newcastle placed a £20 million release clause on, on his head. And this isn't, this is a, it's not even a player, it's a member of staff, which is, I think it's unheard of before, before now. Any thoughts at all? Or you just don't care? It's May United, move on. Um... <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know, really. Like, I don't know how how long he's got. I've only saw the article this morning. I guess that's when it happened. But how long is he on Garden and Lee for? Just been placed on. I don't know how long for. So it prevents him, for 50, the 52-year-old, from working for anyone else into 2025. So he can't sign for Man United until next year. Yeah, I think it's two years. Well, I guess until they work out how they're going to pay Newcastle for him. Yeah. I think we are seeing this more and more, aren't we? So recently, was it Spurs? We took, was it Aston Villa's? I don't know if it was their sporting director, I can't remember, but we, we took someone sort of from the, the, the hierarchy in Villa. Um, Man United recently took the guy from Man City, didn't they? And so they're obviously looking to make inroads in this. And and it feels like these are the roles, like we joked earlier about the sporting director being ever-present ever now, but it feels like these are the next star players after the, the number nine or the number 10 on the pitch, right? These, these yeah, are certainly. These key people. Let's give you some context. So Dan Ashworth was, um, I think he was at Brighton Hove Albion, and their form and incredible transfers coincided with him joining. Obviously, they're still doing it now, but he set the model. But he's he's wanted for a reason. It's probably for that transfer acumen more than anything else. But I've just had a quick look here. Right? I pulled up the BBC article. It says, Newcastle United Sporting Director Dan Ashworth has been placed on gardening leave after telling the club he wants to join Manchester United. Manchester United are targeting them. Him, sorry. So... Why, as a sport director, can't you just go to the club owners tomorrow and say, oh, yeah, sit here after me, and then put me on gardening leave now? I mean, this guy now is on gardening leave till 2025 just because he said he wants to join United. Well, surely you think like a normal job, there's a notice period you have to work? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible, like really. That. Has he just played a blinder, this guy? Is he, is he, is he pulled a master out that he's, he's wanted some time off? Yeah, I guess the reason being is he knows something about Newcastle, which their strategy or what's going to happen in the future, which could be damaging if he goes to another club. So that's why he's been put on garden leave, isn't it? To protect Newcastle's strategy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it said he's told them he wants to join them. So what I'm saying is what's to prevent any other, you know, as a sporting director, just going to your owners and say, yeah, I want to join Barcelona or something. Oh, well, yeah, get two two <laughs> yeah. years paid leave. Yeah, years paid leave is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mbappe has revealed he's not going to sign for PSG. It feels like uh, deja vu. It feels uh, like, didn't we talk about that this time last year? Probably did. And the likelihood <laughs> is he goes to Real Madrid. Yeah. PSG Question. are interested in are interested in Rashford. 
Marcus Rashford of Manchester Why? United. <laughs> it's not like he's been playing well, is it? It's question, yeah. question for you, Dave, about Mbappe. Because I know um, Arsenal have been asked about. Would you, as it stands, would you want Mbappe at Arsenal? Or would you welcome, sorry? No. I, I think he's a disruptive influence yeah. on anything yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, you look at the shenanigans that happens at PSG, the way he was at Monaco. Granted, incredible player, but I think he just come in and ruined things, ruined that atmosphere. Uh, I don't think I'd want that. Because everyone has been saying for a while about you needing a striker. But I think the last few weeks, and, I, and you know, whether you could take a few games out of context, but the last few games have shown you probably don't need a striker right now. I'm sure I'm sure a pundit, like, who was it? Said something like, Arsenal just won five or six nil and someone came out and said, oh yeah, Arsenal need a striker. And he was being <laughs> serious. <laughs> well, t- Tim Sherwood was having a pop of Saka the other day about his penalty. He scored a penalty. It wasn't a great penalty, but a winning. <laughs> and um, I just thought, well, you're a foul manager. You're an okay player. <laughs> oh, ouch. Stick to... Um, Tim, if you want to come on, address yeah. these comments. Oh, come on. And, but, um, but on, but sorry, but on Mbappe, because I feel like I, I can hear Sherwood's lawyers calling us now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mbappe's story, great player. But when it comes to this time of year where his contract's coming up, I, I, I'm just tired of all the, the soap opera around it. It is boring. It really, yeah, really is. Yeah. Let's not talk about it again until the transfer happens. Until he stays, he signs another four-year contract at PSG. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm conscious of time. So we're going to go to the quiz. Can I can I just say say one more thing first, quickly? Just because nope. I, I find nope. it's funny. Too late. No, please, 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 please. Go on, go on. I wanted to talk about Calvin Phillips quickly. Um, <laughs> go on. The, the start of his career at West Ham has been nothing short of blinding. Uh, with defensive errors that led to goals in two hammerings, and at the weekend he got sent off. Um, and what's funnier is he's kind of come out in, on the BBC website today and he says, hopes of, Calvin Phillips hopes red card at Nottingham Forest is the end of his bad luck. You like to think to yourself, well, it is probably because you're suspended now. <laughs> 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 Nothing more can happen. <laughs> Wait, but what should Gareth Southgate pick him regardless? Oh, he's already in the next, he's already on that yeah. plane in, yeah. in the summer. I know it. <laughs> That's good, good pick up. Uh, he was a sub at Arsenal as well when Arsenal played him. Cameron was a sub. Oh, was, was that his debut? That his no, debut? no. So he contributed to some uh, goals conceded in a couple <laughs> yeah. of matches before Arsenal. Cameron yeah. as a sub was awful. He's um, got sent off. I think two yellow cards in three minutes. Good on him. He's, he just he's just misplaying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for the quiz? Yeah, as I'll ever be. <laughs> good. good. So we do something slightly different. And what you're going to do is you're both going to have a go at this is guess the attendance at a football match. <laughs> oh my God. Oh dear. Whoever's closest will get a point. I've got 10. I don't have a uh, an odd one, so I'm, I'm expecting one of you to win. So don't let me down. Well done, Dan. I'll, I'll, yeah, go on. So yeah, the rules are... Whoever's closest to the attendance gets a point. Simple as that. You get to guess each. And we've got games from Premier League uh, and Europe. Okay. And some other fixtures. One fixture, which I will will make a special mention of as well. Who would like to guess first? Uh, I'm I'm on as well. Yeah, this is not going to be help me in any way, but let's go for it. Okay. I'm so confident with these things, aren't I? We're going to start off in the Premier League. Yeah. 
with Tottenham playing Wolves. Obviously, Tottenham lost uh, 1-2 to Wolverhampton. What was the attendance? Fifty thousand. I think it was higher than that, so I'm going fifty thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> so the correct answer is sixty-one thousand five hundred and thirty-two. Oh, okay. That oh. S, you go one nil up. Okay, shall I guess first next time, Dan? So you yeah. can either higher or lower. We should alternate now, anyway, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's alternate. I haven't really thought it through. Um, we can stay with the Premier League. Luton versus Manchester United. Manchester United obviously one two one. Eleven thousand. Okay, ten thousand five hundred. Your answer is eleven thousand four hundred eighty three. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Ground capacity was ten thousand. I thought. <laughs> Harry Harry Styles was at that game. Did you Did you yeah. cover that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which was funny. Sorry, I, I saw a cli- I saw a bit of the game where they had him in shot, but the caption was he was sitting next to Mick Harford. They had the thing said Mick Harford, a player at like scout for for Luton Town. So he's next to you. Got Harry Styles next to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to move into the championship where Leicester played Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough went on to win 2-1. Middlesbrough were the away team. Stampy, 40, what 000. was the attendance? 40,000. 40,000. Um, it's really 50-50 whether it's high or low other than that. <laughs> I'm going to go... As in my decision making, by the way, not as he might have got it exactly right. Well, he hasn't got it completely right. It's. Do you say forty thousand? Did you say forty? Yeah. I'm gonna go higher. Okay. Higher. Yeah. Answer is thirty-one thousand. You should. Oh no, I've won, so I'm just gonna keep quiet. (laughs) If you go higher, it's forty thousand and one and above. Yeah, but Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so 31,487 attended Leicester versus Reading. I feel like they've got a higher capacity than that, but they're well. There we go. Okay, the next one, we're going to go into League One. God. Portsmouth versus Reading. Portsmouth 1, 4 1. Portsmouth v Reading. Let's oh, see. Dan. Got, okay, so. They've got a small ground, haven't they? Let's go 16,000. No, I'm going to go higher. I reckon it's 19. The yeah, answer is 20,133. Oh. <laughs> robbed. Oh, I, I don't think you can say robbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I did consider doing it actually in terms of numbers who's the closest and doing it and adding up at the end. I thought it's not going to quite work out. My maths isn't that good. <laughs> hey, we're going to League Two. Rex, what's, what's the score? But what's the score by the way? Two all. It's two all, yeah. Okay. The so next one is League Two. Wrexham versus Nottingham County. Wrexham won one nil. 
don't know, 12,000. Yeah, 12. I reckon... I reckon... Let's go higher. (laughs) Go higher. The answer is 12,532. I don't like this quiz. <laughs> into the National League. <laughs> 12. Bar- Barnet played Wildstone. Uh, the out is a one all draw. Barnet, did you say? Barnet, yeah. Uh, let's go 700. Okay. Barnet played Wildstone. Where was it? Sorry, Barnet, not that matters. It's like Barnet. A... At Barnet. What did you say, Dan? 700? 700, yeah. I'm going to go lower. The answer is 2,861. <laughs> oh, that's quite <laughs> high, isn't it? How disrespectful. It is high, yeah. Okay, we're going to go to the Scottish Premiership now. <laughs> Uh, St. John St. Johnston were at home to Rangers. Rangers went on to win three 0 But what was the attendance? St. Johnston. St. Johnston. I don't know the Scottish League. Come on, what are, we, what are you doing to me? Um, let's say six thousand two hundred and fifty. Oh, I reckon it's high. I reckon it's around the twenty thousand mark. I'll go, I'll go higher than that, then. So the answer is six thousand nine hundred eighty-six. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> come on! You see, I got to get the point for that, surely, because Dan said it was like I thought it was in the like the nineteen thousand or something. Yeah, but is is who's closest, Dan? So you get a point for that. Oh, do I? Oh, do I? oh okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well done. Sorry. Yeah, I'll keep quiet again. Yeah. <laughs> my anger, my anger, taken. What's the score? It four, is four three to Dan. S. We're going to move into the Bundesliga, where <laughs> BFL Bochum beat Bayern Munich three two. How many people attended the match? And how many threw tennis balls? <laughs> um, I don't know. They're a big club, you know. Let's go 30,000. Bayern were at home, weren't they? He's gone 30. No, Bayern were away, weren't they? Oh, were they away? Yeah, Bokum were the the home team. Okay, okay. Did you you go... What did you... (laughs) What did you say, 30,000? 30,000, yeah. It's a tough one. I am going to say uh, higher. I what? What? Uh, how many? Thirty-one thousand. The answer is twenty-six thousand. I was going to go lower as well. I thought you were. Really I was going to say twenty-nine. I was. Oh. Go with your instinct. Two left and the score is uh, five three. Five three. Thank you. This is for this is for the win. It is for the win. 
So last week you talked about you talked about uh, Amiria. Yeah. Who aren't their, num- uh, their new fan, by the way? They drew at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they were one up. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dave, but yeah, I'm, no, they drew one that, all. Since that thing, I'm um, I'm um, I'm an Almeria fan. They, yeah, they were one up, and, and they equalised in the 75th minute, I think. So Almeria don't get any points for that, down though. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing away to Granada. Oh, God's sake! <laughs> uh, okay. Granada versus Almira. Let's go 15,000. I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say 18. The answer is 18,756. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bang in the middle then. 5 4. This is incredible. Come on, come on, I can do this. I can do this. This is the last one. Yep. So we're going to go to the WSL. So you said where, WWE then, I thought you said. Where Arsenal. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, this is kind of like a smackdown between you both. So. Yeah. Arsenal played Manchester United. Arsenal won 3 1. But how many attended? This was a record. I know this was a record, and I should have paid more attention because I heard it on the radio. I'm going to say sixty-two thousand two hundred. I know it was a. I know it was a record. I think for the, for the WSL. Dave, what ground was it at? It was uh, Emirates. At the Emirates. Would you say 62,000? Sorry, I unplugged my headphones in. 62,000, <laughs> 62, you said? 200. I said 62,200. I was going to go 62,000. So I'm effectively going lower. Dennis, you've won this oh, week's quiz. What was it? 60,160. Oh, I thought it was. I, I'm convinced it was 62. I was convinced I heard 62. Oh. Poor Very crowd. Close and really well done. It. it was a poor crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Dan. Thank you. Um, um, so before we leave, anyone want to say anything? Any shout outs? Hellos? As usual, I want to shout out. Joey Fitz and the Game Club Pod and two blokes from Blighty. Very good, Dennis. No, no, nothing for me. Nice. And from me, just thanks for listening. Uh, if you've got anything to share, you want to say anything, so let us know. Uh, reach, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, email, or YouTube. That's it from us. Have a great week and see you next time. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.